Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, he didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh yeah, welcome in to Thursday's edition the Matlock Show. I'm your host, Matlock. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate the fact you're riding along. Lots to talk about. Some updates coming. Um, we had some. Sh- we had a shooting going on of police officers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania yesterday. It was all over the news. Uh, we've got Talib and Ilhan Omar are not going to be allowed into Israel. Um, we've got a yield curve. We're going to talk economy today. It's amazing. The Dow dropped 800 points yesterday, and all of a sudden, you know, we're in a recession. We're going to talk about that and uh, also have a story of one Stephen Helper. I think you remember this knucklehead. The guy was a professor behind a lot of this soft coup. We're going to get to all of that and much more as the Matlock Show rolls on for this Thursday. You can find me over on Twitter at RealMattLock. That's also my Instagram and my parlor handle. You also can find me on Facebook, The Cartel Matt, or The Matlock Show. Now, you can email me if you'd like, thematlockshow at gmail.com. You can find me all places there. But uh, we're going to get into this. Uh, Philly Shooter. I- I'm-, I'm yesterday afternoon. I'm watching the news and uh, got this guy holed up in a drug-infested part of town. The police are trying to serve some kind of warrant for drug-related offenses. So let, let, let's, let's understand what's going on here. There's a criminal in a house who has broken the law. He also owns a firearm because we find out that he starts shooting at police officers and sends six of them to the hospital. So he probably has an illegal gun. He's a criminal. And he's broken the law, not just by shooting at police officers, but by having a warrant for his arrest for drugs. Okay? You with me so far? Because the left wasted no time. And by the left, I mean the men and women who are running for president on on the Democrat side. Oh, we need gun control. Julian Castro. Uh, Kamala Harris. Kirsten Gildebrand, Cory Booker. They couldn't wait to run out there and tell you how amazing it would be if we had lower capacity magazines, if we didn't have guns, but yet this guy's a criminal. He wouldn't have followed it anyway. But President Trump stepped into the ring yesterday and he says, you know what? That suspect in the shooting of six police officers during a Philadelphia standoff should have never been allowed to be on the streets. The suspect, I'm not saying his name because I just don't do that here on the program or ever, has a long record of gun-related convictions and of attempting to evade arrest, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. He is now in custody. The Philadelphia shooter, this is a quote. Actually, this is a tweet from Trump. The Philadelphia shooter should have never been allowed to be on the streets, had a long and very dangerous criminal record, looked like he was having a good time after his capture, And after wounding so many people, long sentence must get much tougher on street crime. Now, the guy was live streaming. I want you to think about that for a second. He was in a standoff with police. Police serve this warrant. They're up and and they've they've got two or three people under arrest and they get cornered in this house. Guy starts firing, opening fire over 100 shots. They're stuck in there. And then when the guy comes out, Trump's right. I mean, he looked all like he was having a good old time. And then the neighborhood. The neighborhood is what's disgusting and why I wanted to bring this up. Because the neighborhood started throwing things at the police officers. 
mocking the police officers, disrespecting the law. I mean, this is sick. We have a sickness. We have an illness in this country. We have a very big lack of respect in this country for law enforcement. You know how I, you know how my heart feels for police officers, first responders, firefighters, military, EMTs. We are watching anarchy and bedlam play out in these hoods. I mean these thugs. Now the suspect allegedly shot six police officers during a standoff that began after two narcotic strike force officers showed up at a multifamily home to serve a warrant for an arrest, according to Philadelphia Police Commissioner Richard Ross, who said things went awry almost immediately when the suspect allegedly started firing. The two officers were barricaded in separate rooms with several hostages before being, being evacuated five hours later. The incident, the incident began yesterday around 4.30 p.m., and the suspect was finally apprehended early this morning. The suspect allegedly flat fired rounds out a window and up through the ceiling. He was armed with several handguns and an AR-15 rifle. Now, do you think he got those guns legally? I mean, he's a criminal. They're going to serve a warrant. This is the narcotic strike force. Do you think this guy bought his guns legally? Come on, left. Now, all six of the officers who were struck by bullets are going to survive. Ross said it was nothing short of a miracle that we don't have multiple officers killed today. I, it, this is getting all too, all too frequent. But criminals break the law. Criminals do not follow the law. There isn't one more law you can make that would make these idiots, these thugs, follow them. The guy was getting a warrant served on him because he had broken the law. He probably owned his guns illegally. And then the damn neighborhood disrespects the police officers. This is our problem. And then you've got all these people out there. Oh, well, you know, you know the, the police are terrible. They're, they're profiling. No, they're getting shot at. They're serving warrants for arrest because the guy broke the law. I mean, this is getting just really ridiculous. And it is a miracle. It is an absolute miracle that all of these officers who were shot are not dead. I mean, thank, thank God. You know, I say this every day. These police officers, they kiss their spouses goodbye in the morning. They don't know if they're coming home in the afternoon. In the disrespect that is shown to them by the communities here, especially Philadelphia, thugs, is ridiculous. And, you know, in New York there, they don't even want to pass a bill where if you throw water on a cop, would you ever think about throwing water on a cop? Never. We need to start respecting our law enforcement again. And until that happens, we're going to see more of this crap. So there's an update there. Hey, guys, head over to verbforever.com. V-E-R-V-E, -E, verb, verb forever.com if you use verve 20 vr v-e-r-v-e -E, verve it's it's hard for me to talk today it's thursday i don't know why i haven't been drinking or anything verve forever.com uh cbd oil you know cbd oil is the newest thing on the market everybody's raving about it they're talking about it they say it does amazing things it's supposed to you know do all this miracle stuff i don't know i really don't i'm not a doctor but i can tell you i've seen anecdotal I, i've listened to anecdotal stories i've seen men and women come back from uh tours and whatnot who go to the va and they get prescribed all of these pharmaceuticals hell i talked to several of them when rocky stucci and i were out at colonial over memorial day weekend and they go to the va and they get all these pharmaceuticals for pain sleep inflammation whatever you know their ailment may be and it just compounds the problem and we are seeing, and I've, and I've been told, you know, that these veterans, they start taking CBD and they get rid of 60, 70, 80% of their pharmaceuticals. Helps with inflammation, helps with headaches, helps with sleep, helps with relaxation, does a lot of stuff. Head over to verveforever.com. That's V-E-R-V-E, -E, verveforever.com. Use Verve20. 
and you'll get 20% off. And if you order more than $100, you get free shipping. They've got CBD oil over there. They've got creams over there. They've got dog CBD oil. If you're in the market, go check it out. Verveforever.com. Use Verve20, V-E-R-V-E, 20. You'll save 20% today. If you order over $100, free shipping. Do it now. All right. The next update I want to talk about before I get into what I was actually going to cover in the show today. <laughs> Israel blocks Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib from entering country amid pressure from Trump. Israeli officials have decided to block Rashida Tlaib, Democrat Michigan, and Ilhan Omar, Democrat Minnesota, from entering the country as part of a planned visit, a reversal that comes amid pressure from President Trump and concerns about their support for boycotts of Israel. Now, the, com- the country's deputy foreign minister, minister this is Israel, uh, Zip- Zippy Hadavali, announced the decision Thursday despite prior assurances that the congresswomen would be allowed in. Now, here it comes. Here it comes. They're going to be racist. They're going to, Israel's going to be racist. That racist Trump worked with Israel to keep these fine citizens out of Israel. You know what's funny? Israel can decide who comes and goes in their country. So can any other country, as a matter of fact. You ever traveled with a passport? They don't have to let you in. They don't have to stamp your passport. They don't have to let you do anything. That's what people don't understand. Oh, I'm free to do whatever I want. No, you're not. Israel can tell you to go take a hike. Now it says, quote, Israel has decided we won't enable the members of Congress to enter the country. Hatavili told public broadcaster uh, K-A-N, Khan, we won't allow those who deny our right to exist in this world to enter Israel. In principle, this is just a very justified decision. And of course it is. It is a very straightforward decision because we know how Tlaib and Omar feel. They've told us as much. Now, the decision, the decision confirms earlier reports that Israeli officials were leaning in that direction. Earlier Thursday, President Trump even publicly prodded Israel to stand firm in blocking them. He said in a tweet, it would show great weakness if Israel allowed Representative Omar and Representative Tlaib to visit. Trump tweeted Thursday morning, they hate Israel and all Jewish people, and there is nothing that can be said or done to change their minds. Minnesota and Michigan will have a hard time putting them back in office. They are a disgrace. And he's right. He's absolutely 100% right. And you notice we haven't heard anything from the squad lately? I think Nancy Pelosi has finally gotten to him and said, you know what, you know what, girls, sit down. Sit down, shut up, be quiet, and let me get some stuff done because you're getting in the way. Now, of course, the Democrats are pissed. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, banning Congresswomen Omar and Tlaib from entering Israel and Palestine is a sign of enormous disrespect to these elected leaders, to the United States Congress, and to the principles of democracy. The Israeli government should reverse this decision and allow them in. No. No. I mean, Tlaib whited out Israel on her map in her office in Congress. They, she's, she's of Palestinian heritage. The BDS movement. It, it's, it's, it's blatant. These people have, they've not hidden who they are. Israel does not have to let them in, and poor Bernie. But, you know, Elizabeth Warren had to get in on the mix. She said Israel doesn't advance its case as a tolerant democracy or unwavering U.S. ally by barring elected members of Congress from visiting because of their political views. Yeah, this would be shameful, unprecedented move. I urge, I urge Israel's government to allow them entry. See, that's the whole thing. They don't have to. Israel doesn't have to. And they wouldn't be a tolerant democracy. How tolerant is it to run around all the time calling Israel what it isn't? Saying that Israel is murdering people. You know, completely flipping the truth. I mean, these liberal idiots think that we're going to follow this hook, line, and sinker. This is well within Israel's rights to not let these morons in. It's amazing. 
It is amazing. And we got these, <laughs> this is what irritates me so much. We got the Democrats out there who back these people. You know, Trump put the squad right around the neck of the Democrat Party. I mean, they're just outright socialist, communist pinkos. And now they're like, oh, gosh, Israel won't let me in. I did. You, I hate you, but you got to let me in. How dare you? How dare you? impede my rights now i'm gonna talk bad about you i'm gonna be all over you i'm gonna say whatever i want to about you but how dare you stop me from my right to do what i want to do the democrat way it is so amazing i'm so tired of this good for you israel you know what? If you're going to sit there and you're going to badmouth Israel, if you're going to be a complete and utter ass about everything, you don't deserve to have any rights in their country. You know, that's why Trump told Omar, you should go back to where you're from. Go back and fix it. You know, see how far you get as a woman in your former society of doing what you do. Because here in America, you're very fortunate to have what you have. You're very fortunate that you can go out there and you can be an idiot and say what you want to say and have the right to do so because of the First Amendment. Go over there and see what happens. Go back to Somalia and see what happens. That's really the thing. Go back there and do it. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to change gears because we're going to get into a deep conversation here. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com, would you please? CombatFlipFlops.com. I got my flopperator low rises or no rise, zero rise flopperators yesterday. I use Lock 25, L O C K E, and I got 25% off those flip flops. It was fantastic. Combatflipflops.com. Hey, if you buy any merchandise over there, they've got shirts, they've got shoes, they've got jewelry, they've got shamogs, they've got flip flops. I mean, they got all kinds of things. You use Lock 25, L O C K E, and you get 25% off anything you buy for one. But for two, you're going to help them in their mission. And Combat Flip Flop's mission is very simple. Education beats war. Education stops war. Every piece of merchandise you buy from them over there, they give a percentage of it to educate Afghanistan women. To educate them so that they understand what's going on so they can be better fit to not lead to war, but to lead to peace by education, by intelligence. Head over to CombatFlipFlops.com. Use LOCK25, L-O-C-K-E. Get your Zero Rise Flop Raiders. I ordered mine yesterday. LOCK25 at CombatFlipFlops.com. All right. Yield curves. I know. It's not like a curveball in baseball. You know, it's amazing. Yesterday, as I'm, I'm sitting there yesterday afternoon, and I'm watching the Dow plunge. And I wouldn't say that it... it, it it's all relative. You know, the Dow was almost 27,000 points. And I'm going to tell you, it's probably overvalued. I, I'm not an economist. Don't play one on television. But the Dow is probably overinflated. 27,000, I mean, 401ks, SEPs, all your retirement funding vehicles, all doing very well. So yesterday, the Dow drops 800 points, 3%. 3%, and you would have thought that the world was ending. You would have thought that our world was crashing, that it was over. And all you heard yesterday, all you heard yesterday was how raising recession fears. Now, this is from the AP. It says the typical gap between the yields on bonds maturing in two years and 10 years reversed itself as investors hunger for longer term bonds push longer term yields below shorter term. This so-called inverted yield curve is considered a reliable indicator that a what? A recession looms sometime in the next couple of years. <laughs> in the next couple of years. So yesterday. I'm listening to Rush as I'm riding around. I had to do some, uh, I had to run some errands yesterday afternoon. But what does the Democrat Party want? I mean, what does the Democrat Party need? Let's, let's look at the Democrat Party. They have zero talent. They have zero vision. They have zero, uh, let's say, uh, platform. They can't beat Trump. 
So what does the left need? They need you to abandon Donald Trump. They need you to not support him. You know, I, I spoke the other day, Trump's small donations under $200 is at like 61, 62%. It's unbelievable. I mean, people are giving money to Trump in droves. And it, it's not the elites. It's not the big money people. It's you and I. It's the blue-collar workers of America. They like what Trump's doing. So what does the Democratic Party need? They need something. They need a boogeyman. I, I, I was reading this the other day. It's so amazing. The left, think about socialism for a minute. Think about communism. Think about statism, uh, progressivism, whatever you want to call it. It needs a boogeyman. The boogeyman today is what? The evil, greedy 1%. The evil, greedy 1%, they're the boogeyman. They're the folks that we have to be worried about. We have to play against them. It's because of the evil 1% that you can't get ahead, that you're held down, that you have a shitty job, that you can't you know, go on vacation, whatever it may be. It's not your fault. It's their fault because progressivism, socialism needs a boogeyman. It needs a villain. So if socialism were to go along its course as the left would want it to, and if we all lived in socialism, who would be the boogeyman? Because there wouldn't be any more one percenters. All of the money would be distributed equally. So everybody would be equal. Socialism could not live. It would eat upon itself. It would feed upon itself. Because in essence, it needs something to be counter to its mission. So what are we doing today? The Democrat Party has no vision, has no platform, has no way forward, has terrible candidates. You know, it's just bad, mean, orange man. So now they're hoping and they're praying for a recession. I mean, it is the most crazy thing I have ever seen. But I'm going to tell you, I want you to listen to this. Bill Maher, this was about a year ago. Bill Maher, on his show on HBO, this is what he had to say. This economy is going pretty well. We have to, what? Why, why is that funny? It is going well for now. For now, right. That's my, thank you. That's my question. <laughs> is, like, I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it. Because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please, bring on. Did you hear that? By the way, I'm hoping for that. By the way, I hope that happens. A crashing economy is how you get rid of Donald Trump. I want you to listen to this again. Listen very carefully. That's my question. <laughs> is like I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. Root for a recession. Or you lose your democracy. Did you hear the crowd? Uh, uh, Bill, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it'll hurt you little minions. It isn't going to hurt me. I'm a millionaire. I, I'm that evil, greedy 1%. But I, 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 I'm sorry if it hurts you. This is the left. This is the Democrat Party. They've been praying for this. So here we go. The yield curve is a way to show the difference in compensation investors get depending on how long a bond takes to mature. Most of the time, the curve slopes upward because investors usually want to be paid more in exchange for locking their money up for longer. It's like a CD. You, you take out a CD, certificate of deposit. You normally get a couple, two or 3%. You lock it up for a year, two or three. And the longer you lock it up, the more return you get because that's guaranteed money. But this says, but at times, the relationship can flip or invert with shorter-term bonds yielding more than longer-term bonds. That's what happened yesterday. Since longer-term bond yields more or less reflect the expected path of future short-term rates, this can be an indicator that investors think the Federal Reserve will have to cut its short-term interest rate target because of slumping economic growth or an approaching recession. Now, it's amazing. I want to talk recession here for a minute because I'm listening yesterday in all of these economists. They're out there saying we're going to be in a recession in 12 to 18 months. Um, what happens in 15 months? 
the 2020 election. Do you find it interesting that every educated economist is now saying that, oh, well, we're going to have a recession right around the 2020 election? Why would that be? Literally, the Democratic Party is trying to will the economy into a recession. They're hoping. They're praying. In, in the little recesses, in the little corners, in the little dark places where they all, you know, get together and they talk about, you know, stuff and getting rid of the big, mean, bad, orange guy, they're all sitting there, they're, they're all just sitting there rubbing their hands together going, come on, recession, come on. You know, because it doesn't hurt them. And of course, we're going to have a recession at some point. It's inevitable. When? Who the hell knows? It, it, no, nobody knows. And you can't predict that. I mean, they can't predict tomorrow what is going to happen. They just can't. They can't predict tomorrow what is going to happen in anything. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to look at the Dow Jones here for today right now. It's up 80 points right now. Up 80 points. It was down 800 yesterday. The day before, it was up 500. It's volatile. Why is it volatile? Because the left's trying to make it that way. Now, another, another article here. And, and, and these are what, it, this is what drives me crazy. Dow plummets 800 points on worsening global recession fears. See where we're going here? Recession, re if we say it enough times, if we continue to bombard it in the media, it will come true. Stocks and oil prices plummeted Wednesday with the Dow Jones Industrial tumbling 800 points, the fourth largest daily point drop on record and the worst this year as increasing global recession fears drove Wall Street investors to the safety of U.S. government debt. And that's what happens when the market starts getting shaky. What do investors do? They run to, the, they run to government debt. They run to the U.S. because we're the biggest economy in the world. It says the yield or interest rate of the Treasury's two-year note exceeded the yield of the 10-year Treasury, an omnibus sign known as inverted yield curve that a recession is on the way. Feeding fears of global recession was a report that Chinese industrial production was climbing at its weakest rate in 17 years, and Germany's economy, Europe's strongest, was actually shrinking. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. You know why that's happening? Because America is becoming amazing again. I want you to think about this for a second, because what happened to us? America grew at about 2.5% last quarter. America grew. We're now the largest oil producer and, ex and exporter in the world. We don't have to rely on the OPEC oil cartel. We don't have to worry about China, global recession. They're manipulating their currency. Why? Because they're getting their asses handed to us. By who? By Donald Trump. And you sit here and you look at all this, which is amazing to me, and these idiots who can't see it, I, I was listening the other day, I don't know who it was, it doesn't matter. We are the largest buyer of goods in the world. China isn't going to, China doesn't want us to implode. China needs us. They need us to keep buying their crap, their low quality crap, because China has to feed billions of people. They have to feed billions of people. China is getting their asses handed to them by Trump. Why? Because he understands leverage. Now, I want you to look at this. Oil also tanked on global recession concerns, with the benchmark U.S. crude falling 5% to $54.23 per barrel. Now, here is the news. Germany's economy shrank by 0.1% in the second quarter from the previous three-month period as a global trade conflicts and trouble in the auto industry weighed on Europe's largest economy. Once again, the United States grew at 2.5% in the second quarter. Germany shrank to 0.1%. What is happening is America is becoming great again. We don't need these other foreign countries. We don't. We and that's, I, I've said this before. If we start producing all of our own stuff here in America again, we start buying American again, why do we need to rely on anybody else? And think about the global, the geopolitical picture right now. So unstable. 
I mean, there's riots in Hong Kong, in the airport, China, North Korea, the European Union, Brexit. If you look at the world, it is falling apart. What's not falling apart? America. America. But what do the left want? They want America to fall apart because what do they want to do? They want to be like everybody else in the world. It's so amazing. The left wants to lose. They want to be a bunch of losers. They want to be like the rest of the world. Isn't that amazing? You and I can sit here and we can watch what's going on geopolitically. We don't want any of that. Immigration is overrunning the EU. They are allowing Muslims in by the truckloads. You've got crime. You've got people getting acid attacked, knife attacked in France, Europe, Germany, all over the place. North Korea is a, 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 a complete train wreck. China is falling apart. And we want to be like that? We, we, we want to join that rank? We want to be part of that? No. And you would think that as we sit around and watch all this and we, we take a step back and we look at the bigger picture, you would think people would be cheering. This is fantastic. This is amazing. So the Dow drops 800 points and everybody freaks out. Another article, Dow drops 800 points in worst sell-off of the year. Stocks drop sharply Wednesday after the bond market sent a recession signal and the German and Chinese economy reported weaker than expected economic data. It was the worst day for the major index indexes since December of 18. The declines more than erased the market rally on Tuesday. That was over 500. That was triggered by the Trump administration's unexpectedly saying it would suspend plans to impose some new tariffs on China. You know, see, here's another thing, too. These tariffs. Everybody keeps saying, oh, these tariffs are going to kill us. Oh, these tariffs are going to kill us. Oh, we need fair trade deals. But then we bend over and let China screw us, right? Trump comes out and says, you know, it's almost September. Here's what I'm going to do. I want our economy to keep working. I want our economy to keep growing, which it did in the second quarter. I want our economy to keep producing. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold off on these tariffs for a little bit. I'm going to see what happens here. I'm going to get through the Christmas season. I'm going to make sure to take care of myself and take care of America first and then worry about others. And everybody's out there, oh, my God, Donald Trump, he got bent over by China. Oh. You know, they, they, that's all they do. I mean, think about that. Trump's trying to put America first. You know, they had uh, Wilbur Ross, I think, was on one of the talk shows, and they said, hey, was it a quid quo? Was it a quid pro quo? Did you get anything in turn from China for not putting those tariffs on them? Well, no. Oh, my God. Trump got played by China. China. It's amazing. The left sits there and they look 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 for something that will be of detriment to Trump. It is so amazing. So on top of all this, Asian stock markets followed Wall Street on Thursday after the Dow Jones average plunged on mounting fears of a possible recession. Market benchmarks in Shanghai, Tokyo, and Hong Kong all retreated. U.S. investors dump stocks, sending the Dow into its biggest one-day drop of the year after the yield, blah, 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 the, the inverted yield curve. Weak economic data from China and Germany added to signals of a global slowdown that erased the previous day's gains from a rally that began after President Donald Trump's delayed tariffs on about $160 billion in Chinese goods due to take effect on September 1. Now, it's funny because we're not slowing down. All the other economies around the world are. We're not. So why does our stock market worry about them? Markets are increasingly anxious over the lack of signs of progress towards settling the U.S.-Chinese tariff war over trade and technology. Quote, U.S. recession risks have increased from U.S. aggressive trade policies on China hurting the rest of the world, Eugene Lau and William Wee of DBS Group said in a report. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, it's funny because we're getting killed by China. This is the thing I don't understand, you know. And once again, not an economist, right? China is selling us their slave labor, hot uh, sweatshop stuff. 
I mean, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. We buy this junk from China. You know, they they put these people in there to make shoes and clothing and all this stuff. And I sit there and I talk to my friends all the time. I'm like, you know, what would ever happen if war broke out or something happened? We don't make anything in this country anymore. You know, think about it. Clothing. Do we make any clothing in this country anymore? Textiles? Do do we produce tanks? You know, anything like, I mean, you start looking at this stuff. What happens if all hell breaks loose and we're dependent upon foreign countries? I mean, does anybody, we're living in a more and more dangerous world every day. And everybody wants to take us down. Everybody wants to take down the big dog. That's who we are. And, And the amazing thing is people can't get their head out of their ass long enough to figure out that we are in a symbiotic relationship with China. And what I mean by that is we both need each other. We are the number one economy in the world, the U.S. is. We are the richest economy in the world. We're the richest country in the world. Our poor are really not poor compared to around the world. Do we need stuff from China? Of course we do. Do we need stuff that we use every day? Of course we do. And we will continue to buy. All Trump has said, I mean, this is what just is amazing to me. All Donald Trump said is, you know what? We are tired, as Americans, of getting ripped off by China. Seriously. I mean, all we've been doing is getting ripped. We've been getting ripped off by China. China puts tariffs on our goods. We cannot compete in the Chinese market. China brings their goods here. We buy a crap ton of it. It is completely unlevel. And Trump said, you know, we need to get that more back to to level. It's never going to be 50-50. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. We are the richest country in the world. We buy a lot of stuff. It's never going to be a 50-50 proposition. But maybe it can be 65-35 or 60-40, you know. And you hear the left all the time, well, we want equality. We want to be equal. We need equal pay for women and men. We need it. But when it comes to this, it's like, oh, oh my God, Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Of course he does. Of course he does. You know, we're watching all these other countries completely tank because why they're so used to ripping america off they've lived off us i mean look at this the united states has propped up the rest of the world for 50 years 100 years we've propped up the rest of the world with our wealth and the democrats want to they want to run away from that they don't want you wealthy they want you poor They want you under their thumb. They want a recession. They're literally out there doing their rain dance. Sorry, Elizabeth Warren. Out there trying to get the recession. They're trying to get the economy to crash. They need you to be poor. They need you to be under their thumb. They need you to be dependent upon them because when they are, then they can grow government and they can have say over you. Why do you think they want a national health care plan? an Obamacare-style plan, a government-run system, so they can tell you when, if, and where you can get a procedure done. They want to control you because that's what these elites do. They can't tell you that. Trump's telling you that, and it pisses them off because he uses social media to go around the mainstream media to tell you exactly what the left's doing. And now they're all sitting there boohooing and crying about the fact that Omar and Tlaib can't get into Israel. Well, go, go F yourself. I mean, you're the one that put yourself there. You're the one that talked bad about Israel. You're the one that's for Hamas and Hezbollah, which are known terrorist groups. You know, you deserve what you get. But back to the economy here, because I want to, I'm still not done. Lots to cover yet. So Trump, President Trump says, you know what? No, no, no. Federal Reserve, you need to get your act together. Trump says, our problem is with the Fed. Raised too much and too fast, not now too slow to cut. And he's absolutely, he's absolutely right. I mean, it, people, you don't understand. The Federal Reserve has nothing to do with the federal government. Nothing. It's the biggest sham. It ought to be audited. I know that uh, Rand Paul's been trying to get that done for years. The Fed ought to be audited. It's criminal how it works. But the Fed came in and left interest rates artificially low for one Barack Hussein Obama. 
trying to prop him up. What do they do when Trump comes in? Try to kill the economy. Don't think the Fed ain't in on this. Don't think for a second that the Federal Reserve isn't in on this. And look at the economy. The economy still grew at 2.5%. When the rest of the world is dying, lower the interest rates a little bit, get rid of the quantitative tightening, and let the free market run. Donald Trump says we are winning big time against China. Companies and jobs are fleeing. Prices to us have not gone up, and in some cases, they've gone down. China is not our problem, though Hong Kong is not helping. Our problem is with the Fed. Too much and too fast, now too slow to cut. He goes on to say, spread is way too much, as other countries say thank you to clueless Jay Powell in the Federal Reserve. Germany and many others are playing the game. Crazy inverted yield curve. We should easily be reaping big rewards and gains, but the Fed is holding us back. God, he's not wrong. And he's not alone. Many on Wall Street view the inverted yield curve as a sign that the Federal Reserve was too aggressive, hiking interest rates last year, and too slow to cut this year. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note briefly fell below the yield on a two-year Treasury, a reversal of their usual relationship that is in the past predicted a recession was in the offing. The yield curve has inverted prior to each of the past seven recessions. So you have to ask yourself, is the Fed playing along with the left? I mean, we talk about this global cabal, the people that want America to fail, that want it to crash. I mean, because the ultimate goal of the left is to become a socialistic country. To do that, you need the government in place. You need the system in place to fail. You need it to crash. You need our constitution. You need our economy. You need our country to crash. Is the Fed in on it? Are they some of the deep state? I mean, we talk about the deep state here on this program. I mean, if you think about it, is it that far-fetched? Is it that far-fetched to believe that the Fed might be in on crashing the American economy because they're in the know, they're in the, they're in the circle of influence, they know the deep state, they want to roll around with them? Because I'm going to tell you here, I, want, I mean, here is the op- here's, here's what's going on. So I've talked about this recession, which the left is out there beating the war drums on. I mean, they need this recession to happen or they have zero chances of winning a presidential election, which they're not going to win anyway. White House touts wage gains for voters. Now, quote, the Trump economy is delivering incredible results for the blue-collar workers who need it most, Trump tweeted on August 12th. Listen to this. Wage data from the Bureau of Economic Analysis shows that after inflation, disposable personal income rose 2.9% in 17, rose 4% in 18, It is on track to rise more than 3% 19. Those numbers add up to 10% in the first three years of President Trump's presidency. The White House tweeted, the White House tweet touted a Wall Street Journal article which spotlighted the pre-inflation numbers. The Bureau of Economic Analysis on Tuesday published its annual revision to personal income data, and the surprise was the huge jump in disposable income and employee compensation. The surprise. You see you see how they do that? The surprise. They're not surprised. They just have to write like they are. They have to tell you that they're surprised that numbers are going up. Listen to this. The revisions show that employee compensation rose 4.5% in 2017, 5% in 18, some $4.4 billion, and $87.1 billion more than previously reported. The trend has continued into 19, with compensation increasing $378 billion, or 3.4% in the first six months alone. Does that sound like an economy heading toward recession? Wages and salaries were revised upward to 5.3 from 3.6 in May of this year. And in June, wages and salaries grew at an annual rate of 5.5%, which is a rocking 4.1 after adjusting for inflation. Do those sound like numbers? 
that an economy is set to head to recession. You are doing better. This is the same thing. This is the same thing the left tried to do to portray the tax cuts that put more money. Sorry about that. I hit a button. That put more money. I was waving my hand. Sorry, I didn't want the gong. These are the same arguments the left made about the tax cuts. They didn't help you. They helped the evil, greedy 1%. They did not help you. You didn't see more money in your pocket. You don't know what you're talking about. You didn't feel the effect. It was not good. You can't say it was because we're going to tell you it wasn't. This, the left is desperate. They're desperate. They're desperate to convince you that you don't know what's happening in your life. And it's the economy, stupid. James Carville, back in the Clinton days, it's the economy. Now, it says the best wage gains have gone to people in the lower third and the very top of the wage scale. It's a good thing, the lower third. Because what are the left, what's the left always tell you? Oh, the evil, greedy 1%. Well, the 1% are going to make money. They're the people, that, that's the amazing thing about all of this. The 1% are the people who risk their capital to start a business to employ you. Bernie Marcus came out the other day. He's one of the co-owners of Home Depot. And he said it was patriotic to make money. Of course it is. It's patriotic to own a business. It's patriotic to hire people. It's patriotic to pay people. Because of Bernie Marcus and, and, and his business partner, Home Depot employs tens of thousands of workers, gives them health care benefits, gives them a paycheck. Have you ever had a job? Have you ever had a job from a poor person? No, I never have. I have never had a job from a poor person. It's always people who have money that invest their political, they, 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 they invest their capital into a business hoping that it succeeds, hoping to be able to hire people, hoping to be able to pay them a good wage. Now, I'm sitting here looking at some graphs here of this article um, that I found. This was on, I believe this was on Breitbart. Every industry sector is up except for one. So education and health services, up. Financial activities, up. Professional and business services, up. These are all job growth, industry sectors. Other services, up. Manufacturing, up. Wholesale trade, up. Government, unfortunately, up. Leisure and hospitality, up. Construction, way up. Let me tell you a little story about construction. My wife and I built a home down here in Fort Worth, Texas. Brand new home. It's a year old. We were one of the first houses into this subdivision in Fort Worth. We're the original, I think, first 15 houses, right? Well, they've got three phases. They brought in this phase. We were the first phase. We're right along the main road. We're the showcase phase. We're the houses they want to showcase off so that they can sell the other two phases, right? Well, the other two phases, phase number two is getting started. It has been worked on here for the last two or three weeks. They are building another 75 houses in our neighborhood currently. I walk through there just about every day, and it's in a phase two, which is across the road and behind the, the elementary school we live by. And already, just in the last week, they have probably poured 20 to 25 foundations for homes. They've framed probably another 10 to 15. And they've almost completed probably another 10 to 15. That's about 40 to 50 homes going up. You think construct? they can't find people down here in Fort Worth, Texas to work construction. These crews come in. I mean, if you are, are, if you are in construction... You are going to make money here in Fort Worth, Texas. It is growing like it's unbelievable. Construction up. Transportation and warehousing up. Retail trade up. Utilities up. The only thing down, mining and logging. That's it. That's it. Mining and logging is down year over year. 
Wages rose faster for low-wage workers, even though the economy created more jobs for higher-wage workers, uh, Martha Gimbel reported. She said job growth still higher in middle- and high-wage industries than in low-wage industries, but has slowed down in middle-wage industries, likely reflecting the slowdown in goods and industries. I'm looking at these graphs. They're all fantastic. They're all higher. And you know who really benefited from all this? Women. The wage jump has reached not just traditional working class mainstays where men make up the majority. It also has reached many workers in women-dominated blue-collar jobs. For example, health support workers and personal care workers. Women are making more money. That's a good thing, right? Trump's Buy American, Hire American stance likely has helped to raise wages by blocking demands from business for more foreign labor to suppress wage growth. But his agencies have not managed to reduce the flow of wage-cutting migrants or legal visa workers. For example, especially in the last year, both Democrats and Republicans have indirectly encouraged the huge influx of Central American migrants, which has likely suppressed blue-collar wages. See, that's why uh, the lower wage is up, higher wage is up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up with this final segment here. And if you do me a huge favor before we go any farther, head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's scars, C-S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Oh, they've got a great mission, guys. They've got good coffee. I've tried it. It's very good. But it's a veteran-run e-commerce platform because these men and women you know they're looking for a mission you know they come back from being deployed they cut they get out of the military they want something to do they can start their own business they, they actually have the ability to go out there and sell you great coffee and for every bag of coffee sold they get a commission it's fantastic it's not an mlm it, it's not anything other than the fact that the owners over at scarsandstripescoffee.com say you know what we want to give back to the military folks. We want to give back to them. We want to help them be successful. We want to help give them a mission. We want to help them grow individually and have a reason to continue forward. You know, we hear about the 22 suicides every day. We hear about what goes on. We hear about the depression. We hear about the pharmaceuticals. We talk about the CBD oils here, but these men and women, they need a mission. They need a purpose. Scars and stripes coffee gives them that. If you head over to thematlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, thematlockshow.com, there is a link to Scars and Stripes Coffee there on my page. You can go find your representative, find out who to buy the coffee from, try it out. You'll be giving to a great cause, to a great movement, to a great mission. And on Monday, I am going to have Zach Brown. He is the go-to everything guy for Scars and Stripes Coffee. He is going to be on the show Monday. We're going to talk about Scars and Stripes' mission, what they do, how he got involved, and all of that stuff. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in on Monday. That's scarsandstripescoffee.com. Go find them now. All right. The last thing I want to talk about here, we got about six minutes. We see that the lower wage earners, the low-income wage earners, have went up. We've seen that the higher wage earners have went up, and we've seen that the middle class has stayed flat. Here's why. Each year, roughly 4 million young Americans join the workforce after graduating from high school or university. This total includes about 800,000 Americans who graduate with skilled degrees in business or healthcare, engineering or science, software or statistics. But the federal government then imports about 1.1 million legal immigrants and refreshes a resident population of roughly 1.5 million white-collar visa workers, including approximately 1 million H-1B workers and spouses and about 500,000 blue-collar visa workers. Think about that for a second. That's almost 3 million people. The government also prints out more than 1 million work permits for foreigners, tolerates about 8 million illegal workers, and does not punish companies for employing the hundreds of thousands of illegal migrants who sneak across the border or overstay their legal visas every year. 
this policy of inflating the labor supply boosts economic growth for investors because it transfers wages to investors and ensures that employers do not have to compete for American workers by offering higher wages and better working conditions. If you saw down there in Mississippi, they busted that place with the illegals for the chicken plant, right? And they said, oh, you know, oh, these are these are jobs that only these illegal immigrants will do. Well, they had a job fair the other day down there. Had over 150 people show up for these jobs. Americans won't do them. This is what these companies are doing. They're, they're, all they're doing is they're hiring these low-wage illegals so they don't have to compete for American workers by, by offering higher wages. This policy of flooding the market with cheap foreign white-collar graduates and blue-collar labor also shifts enormous wealth from young employees towards older investors. Even as it also widens wealth gaps, reduces high-tech investment, increases state and local tax burdens, and hurts children's schools and college educations. The cheap labor economic strategy also pushes Americans away from high-tech careers and sidelines millions of marginalized Americans, including many who are now struggling with opioid addictions. The labor policy also moves business investment and wealth from the heartland to the coastal cities, explodes rents and housing costs, shrivels real estate values in the Midwest, and rewards investors for creating low-tech, labor-intensive workplaces. All being done to stymie what? Right back to what I was talking about, the economy. If you don't think for a second that a lot of these big-time companies, corporations, are left, which is weird, because they want these big-time companies, they want protection. They don't want to be the ones that the left goes after. They don't want to be the whipping dog. They don't want to be made the instance of. So they work with these Democrats, and they do this stuff to help stymie the economy because, in the end, it does hurt their bottom line, but they don't get hurt near as much as you or I would. People who have money know how to protect it. You know, they know where to put it. They know where to hide it. They know how to shelter it. They, they, they know how to do their taxes. And I'm not going to say loopholes because we have a tax system today that allows businesses to take advantage of certain credits, tax, tax avenues. And they're good at it. And they have the money to do it. Apple. Apple, for instance, keeps a lot of its money off offshore. Doesn't keep it in America. It's so crazy. Apple who is sitting on billions upon millions of dollars, will actually borrow money because the interest rate on that loan is less than they would pay in taxes if they brought it here. Think about that. See, businesses are they're savvy. They're strategic. They're smart. They get it. And, and you know they pay attention to which way the political winds are blowing. They don't want to be caught in the crosshairs. They don't want to be made an example of. They just want to keep making money, and that's what rich people do. They find ways to make money. They find ways to maneuver around the obstacles that politicians put in their way. Entrepreneurs are a fantastic lot of people. You know, I, I see all these... Um, graphics and whatnot of entrepreneurs, you know, everybody, you know, if, if you want a 40-hour job, you're not an entrepreneur. I can't tell you the last time I worked a 40-hour week. I mean, I own two different businesses myself, was in a third until I just removed myself from it. You know, I, I've, I don't have 40-hour weeks. You, I work as much as needed to make sure that my brand grows. And guys, I have to thank you. You guys have really helped. I mean, you guys have shared and shared and shared the podcast, and I appreciate that so much. I need you to do more. I need you to keep sharing. I need you to talk about The Matlock Show. I need you to send them to thematlockshow.com. I need you to send them to Spreaker and iHeart and iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all places you can find You know, my podcast. It's over on YouTube as well. Um, it's just the audio version. I, I was talking to Kathleen last night. But you guys have been fantastic. Thank you for the help. I certainly, certainly appreciate it. But it, without you, there is no show. Without the listeners, there just isn't a show. And entrepreneurs find ways to continue to make things happen. That's why I'm telling you, we're not going to hit a recession. Mark my words, there isn't going to be a recession. 
The left wants it. They tried. They're going to push it as hard as they can. They're going to continue with that media narrative, and they're going to continue to beat that war drum because it's the only way they think they can beat Donald Trump. And it's true. Without a recession, they're dead in the water. I think they're dead in the water anyway. I just don't believe any of this garbage. We're seeing what's happening in the country. We're seeing what's happening with Donald Trump. I just don't believe it, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Hard to believe an hour has come and gone for the Matlock show. Hey, make sure you get over to Twitter, at Real Matlock. It's also my Instagram and my parlor handle, The Cartel Matt and The Matlock Show on Facebook. If you go give that a like and share it, that'd be fantastic. Um, share Share, 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 share. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, don't know what I'm going to do yet. I tried to talk to Chef Patrick to see if we are going to have a beer for brunch. I don't think we're going to, but that is in the cards for next Friday. So we're getting things prepared. Plus, got some good news coming here soon. You're going to want to have to stick around. My name is Matt Locke. This has been the Matt Locke Show. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.